when someone that we admire and respect and look up to uh, passes away, it leaves a pretty big impact on our life. Um, sometimes even as much of an impact as their life did. And inevitably, we're faced with the same sort of questions. Why didn't I ask more questions? Why didn't I hug them more? Why didn't I make time to make that phone call and tell them how I feel about them? Um, I wish I would have asked for more stories. Why didn't I ask for more stories? Why didn't I ask them more questions about their childhood and their life? Well, recently literally today, I was actually granted a couple of those wishes. My grandfather passed away um, not so very long ago. And if you've heard my show, or even if you haven't, you should know, (laughs) I credit him for a lot of my business acumen and a lot of my competitive nature and my leadership abilities and my my generous heart, I think, um, comes from him. And I, when he passed away, I had a lot of um, unanswered questions. I, I had wished that I had taken the time as an adult to reach out to him and ask for his, his life views and, and have him tell me stories. Um, and amazingly, I was given that gift. Um, I got to hear recordings of him telling stories that I'd never heard before. And it left some pretty valuable lessons and pretty big impacts on me. And so that's what I'm going to share with you in today's episode of the Deep Gripping Reality Podcast. Stay tuned. It's about to get deep. The Deep Gripping Reality Podcast with your host, Stephen J. Edelman. When I was a kid, um, my dad used to love taking me um, camping and fishing and hiking. He was a very outdoors kind of guy. And, you know, for a lot of my life, I credited my love of the outdoors and nature to him. But actually, my exposure to camping and more so fishing uh, and the outdoors in general came from my grandfather. And Chuck Mesmer, Charles L. Mesmer, Uh, was an amazing man. He was a salt-of-the-earth kind of guy. He was um, a Catholic through and through. He was a celebrated member of a lot of different organizations, and he donated his time and his money, and he was an entrepreneur. Um, But he was also grandpa, and, you know, he taught us how to go fishing and how to, you know, how to clean a fish, which I always thought was ironic that you say you clean a fish when in reality it's really messy. Um, but you know, he, he, heck, I, I shot a shotgun with him when I was way too young to do so. Um, I, I, and it put me on my ass and, and that was, you know, time spent with him. And I remember on one of our fishing trips, he actually said to me that the, the best piece of advice that he could be, I, I did ask him this, I said, what is something that you wish you knew when you were my age? And he said, I wish I knew that you should put 10% of everything you earn in the bank. And if you do that, by the time you're ready to retire, you'll be a millionaire. I never followed that advice. Um, Unfortunately, it's taken me till I'm into my 40s to start following that advice. Um, So if you're young and listening to this, take my grandfather's advice and take 10% of everything you earn and put it in the bank. Um, Even if interest rates are garbage now, hopefully eventually, because the cyclical nature of economics, they won't be. 
But this isn't about that. This isn't about that life lesson. Um, my aunt Constance Mesmer um, is an amazing human being. She has a new podcast um, called Soul Awareness with Constance Mesmer. I highly recommend you check it out. But um, she is a medium and she's an empath and she is very spiritually awakened and she has amazing foresight. And in 2017 and again in 2018, she sat down with my grandfather because she wanted to, you know, just record some of the history and, and hear him tell stories of his childhood. She was curious about his childhood. And so she asked him to tell stories about it. You know, what it was like, what his dad was like, what, what his mom was like, um, you know, what he was involved in. And, and it was so interesting listening to these recordings. I just, I got a package in the mail the other day and it was a collection of 200 photographs of him and his eulogy um, and these two recordings. And what's amazing is when I listen to the recordings, just hearing his voice, I could smell him. Like, I could smell my grandfather. I don't know if it was an aftershave or a cologne or deodorant or something, but both my grandfather and my grandmother have a very distinct smell. And I could smell him while I listened to him tell these stories. And and he, he wasn't... At his eulogy, they said that he was a very good storyteller. Um... And I regretted not asking to hear more of those stories from him. And so to hear him tell his stories about his childhood had a really profound impact on me. It really hit me hard. And I was very grateful that my aunt had the foresight to ask him to do this. Because hearing him tell these stories was just amazing. It was so incredible because he's remembering things that you know, other people don't. And even though a year later he told a lot of the same stories as he did the first time, he told them with the same passion. And God bless my Aunt Con. She didn't bat an eye. She didn't, you know, tell him that she'd heard that. She let him tell the story again. She just asked questions and let him talk and let him be heard and, and just listened. And I learned about him as a young Catholic boy in Catholic school and getting in trouble. Um, and I learned... Uh, about how he was mischievous, uh, but very good-natured. And I learned how strict his dad was um, and how his grandmother, his mom, my great-grandmother, Shirley, um, <laughs> she, she liked to spend money. <laughs> she, she was not, uh, you know, she, she wasn't a penny pincher. She liked to shop at expensive places and have nice things. And I didn't know these things about these people. These are, these are part of my history, you know? And I, and I also got to hear some great stories about you know, him being in Cub Scouts, or, or Boy Scouts, rather, and, you know, being put in a position of, of leadership and figuring out ways to get a strategic advantage. Um, <laughs> and it, it was just a, a really, really powerful thing to hear him tell all these stories and, you know, how he used to get in trouble with, with you know, the nuns would lecture him um, because he would be talking when he wasn't supposed to or, you know, just all these different things like that that... that were really amazing. You know, his dad was going to be in World War II. They started the draft. And the day he got the draft letter, he fell down an elevator shaft and he broke some bones. And the family doctor was such a cool guy and knew that he had, you know, a bunch of kids at home. He didn't want him to have to go off to war. 
So he signed papers saying he wouldn't have to. But my grandfather, mind you, was in the Navy. Um, this is my great-grandfather that that fell down the, the uh, elevator shaft and got hurt and, and ended up not having to be in World War II because of it. But, you know, hearing these stories get told was, was really cool because he would tell the story nice and slow. And you could hear him remembering these things. And my Aunt Constance knew exactly what questions to ask to get him to tell a little bit more. You know, he was talking about how in his dad's shop, my dad, my, my great-grandfather was a master um, upholsterer. He was a great upholsterer, and he was so good at what he did that he, he usually undercharged people, uh, as far as my grandfather said, because my grandfather was a very business-savvy uh, man, even a boy at that age, that he knew that his, his dad was undercharging people. But, you know, they would want a certain piece of furniture and they couldn't find it in stores. So they would tell him what they want and he would drive to Chicago to get the pieces he needed and put together the, these pieces of furniture. So he'd go above and beyond for customer service. And, um, you know, my Aunt Con was listening to this story and he was talking about how he was sitting in this in my, my grandfather and my great grandfather's shop. And he said, you know, dad has had this table and, and my Aunt Con said, wait, what was on the table? And she wanted to know about the tools. And knowing, oh, you know, scissors about this big. And he goes, well, about how big would you say that is? Because she knew it was a recording, you know. So he's remembering it and being a visual storyteller. And she's asking him so that those of us later who are listening to the story can understand it. So even my Aunt Constance, maybe taking a note from him, I don't know, but um, is thinking with a audience in mind perspective, you know. And so he's, oh, you know, maybe a foot, you know. And, and then he, he said, you know, he mentioned some industry-specific term, uh, and it was about fabric. And so she asked for him to talk a little bit more about what that was. And it was, it was really, really cool hearing him talk about all these different things. And the thing that really got me was that he took his time to tell the story and made sure that he answered the questions. So she would ask him a question about something, and he would start talking about something else. Now, if it was me doing this interview, if you were, I would say, okay, but what about that? And he would have cut me off. He would have said, I'm getting there, because he was, he was going around it to get to that. I'm going to tell you this, but first you have to understand this other part. So he understood the structure of the story, because he lived it, you know, it was just his experiences. It was his memory. So obviously he's going to know how to tell the story best. Uh, you know, and in my case, when I'm having an interviewee, when I'm interviewing somebody, I tend to, um, you know, assume that I know how the story should go and, and how arrogant of me, you know, and it's, it's just, it, it was neat hearing him talk about these things, but also, you know, almost all of the stories that he told and maybe this was just the, the shape of the conversation. My Aunt Con was asking about his childhood and his memories of growing up in, in Boy Scouts and how far he got and he got to some star level and, and all this. And um, how it was his, it was all through the school. So it was, it was uh, Sacred Heart versus another Catholic school in the area. And, you know, he's telling these stories about himself as a boy, but he's also talking, uh, the, the more subtle undertones are talking about how he was strategically figuring out how to how to make sure his team won and you know how he understood the strengths and weaknesses of his players and the, the people on his team 
and he played to those strengths and weaknesses. And of course, he didn't come out and say this. It was it was all in the context of his story, and that's my point. You know, I, I was I was doing um, I was doing something the other day, and it oh yes, now I remember. So I was doing this um, this this speaking arrangement for um, Comcast Communications, uh, where I was talking to 150 new door to door salespeople. And Kim Robinson, who was one of my early mentors and is known as essentially the godfather of door-to-door sales, um, he asked me to do a, a guest spot on here and be a, a, an expert speaker about sales and marketing. And, and so I did. And one of the things that I kept circling back to is a lesson that uh, Kim mentioned and other people on the call, other experts on the panel talked about, which is that you have to listen. You have to ask the right questions and listen. And you may think you know what you want to say next, but if if what you have to say isn't in the other person's interest, they're not going to listen anymore. And so telling a story that makes it relatable, that makes it understandable is so powerful. And and you know, at the very beginning when I first was listening to my grandfather, his voice was very nostalgic, which is why it was like I could smell him being there. But at the same time, you know, he'd go, he was going on and on about this stuff. And I wasn't, early on, I wasn't really paying much attention. Um, and it was because it didn't really have a lot of interest to me. Yes, it was my grandfather, but he drew me in with his story. And that's the important thing is that storytelling is very powerful. And he didn't have any real goal other than to tell his story and answer my aunt's questions. And my aunt had said in a letter that later she wished that maybe she had asked for him to impart any wisdom uh, to future generations or leave a message for each of his nine grandkids. Um, but she didn't. And the funny part about that is that I think that each of the nine grandkids are going to get their own messages from these stories. And the messages that I got are that experiences matter and you know of all the stories that he told he didn't tell any stories about him his business it was about experiences and about being with other people and his perception of other people and the things that he thought were a little absurd and you know and he, he talked with love about everybody else in his life and it was it was really really interesting to hear um, but that's the moral of, of this story is that you should take time to know your audience, to understand your audience, to know what it is that they're trying to get out of this. And maybe he just understood that my aunt Constance just wanted to learn a little bit about him. And maybe he was, I don't know, he was too humble to be honored by that, I think. But uh, I have often wished that I would have called him. And even while he was still alive, I wished I'd made time to call him and have him as a guest to talk about business because he started and sold several successful businesses and I can't do that but what I was able to do in listening to these recordings and and hearing it, this blessed gift that I received um, hearing him talk about you know he didn't talk about his relationship with God or even his faith he just talked about his experience with Catholic school and with the Sacred Heart Cathedral and being the altar boy for a cardinal a couple of times you know, he talked about that stuff, um, real life experiences, and it wasn't deep theological stuff. It was just, you know, this is what it was like growing up as a Catholic boy um, in that time. And, you know, this is how people acted. Like, you know, he was saying that 
there was somebody owed somebody else money and they were gonna they were gonna repossess the truck and he his grandfather literally just pulled out three hundred dollars out of his pocket now if this was his grandfather we're talking pre-world war ii time right three hundred dollars in that day having him just have that in his pocket and paying somebody off that's insane like what a flash and and for him to see this happen you know that must have been mind-boggling but that's the kind of thing that's that's how he told the story was was you know to just make it relatable that these are the kind of people in it so the people in this lives were characters in these stories and it was just really uh an amazing experience that i wanted to share i i didn't do a podcast episode the last couple of weeks because uh, again i didn't have anything really major that i wanted to share or talk about and i'm trying hard to um prioritize this podcast as something that i uh, post when I have something important to say and when it's valuable and I really just want you to take time if you're listening to this to do a little bit of introspection there and and think about who it is you would like to ask questions of and if that person is still alive make a phone call or better yet go visit them if you can because um, it, it's you don't we only have a certain number of days on this on this earth and we don't know what that number is um, until that clock runs out and the same goes for those other it's time is the most valuable and finite resource we have so use it wisely and I highly recommend that you reach out ask the questions you wish you would have asked sooner so that you don't wish you would have asked them don't assume that you have plenty of time um, and take the time to tell stories if your kids are asking you questions they want to know about your life so tell your story uh, and and if you're really smart about it record it they'll they'll appreciate that later Thank you very much for tuning in. Um, thank you, special thank you to my Aunt Constance for sending uh, me the care package. Uh, there were some other personal items in there that I won't get into, but uh, I really do appreciate it. It was uh, an amazing experience, so thank you. Until next time, dig deep, my friends.